you start a project and never finish it because no. frustration sets in, do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live from the Star Worldwide Networks Tower. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Oh my God, it's another year. It's 2017. We'd like to welcome all of you to this show and thank you so much for being with us today. You know, Dan, it's one of those, you know, the beginning of the year, it's time to get get things underway. You know, all those things we've been putting aside for the holidays and everything. It's just like, well, you know, we'll enjoy the weekend and then we'll enjoy the week. And some of you have had that week off and now they're just getting back swing of things you know this week was a little tough after having having time off to uh get shovel. that routine going and again and for the rest of the world shovel their sidewalks and get the glacier off of the front lawn oh my god you know <laughs> and and it, i just hope all our friends in the midwest and the east coast are um hanging in there because obviously that snow that uh, we you miss see it? out here do I miss it? Yes. Heck no. no. <laughs> like they say, you don't shovel extra sunshine. That's, That's right. right. That's right. right. You know, and you see those funny posts on Facebook where they turn around and say, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're battening down the hatches for winter in Phoenix. And then you see like a beautiful fairway on the, on the 18th, on the or 19th hole with co- some cocktails out there and the sun's out. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what I like. I had it. Our winter that. coats are sweaters. I listen. I lived in. I lived six years in the tundra of Chicago, and <laughs> I've had enough of that. You where where the where the ice from the lake endangers the buildings on on the lakefront. Yeah, there is so much ice that pushes out of the lake, mm-hmm. and it comes up to one or two stories high. Now well, that I don't miss. I lived in Duluth, Minnesota, and that froze my nose hairs all the time. <laughs> and I also hey, you gotta I clip hate those things. I yeah. hate when I'm that sorry. happens. And I also had to plug in my car at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I had to string my the plug. Yeah, to keep from the oil, my car to right. to my to basement to, apartment. Yeah, so it's not like syrup in the car can't turn over. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have that. We had those up in Alaska when I was stationed up there. What those, uh, preheaters for your oil? Yeah, you you have to have your car plugged in oh, when yeah. it gets that low. What, what does that do? It, it keeps the engine warm for keeps one thing. The engine oh. and the oils and all the fluids in a viscous form instead of a sludge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise, your over. car won't turn over in the morning at all. And up in Alaska, it goes to sludge real fast. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah, and if you if you uh, don't recognize that third voice in the in the uh, hosting side that's linda hammett she is our guest <laughs> the one good, today the on... one good voice of the show oh <laughs> god oh, oh, blade. Right. thank you thank you blade, yes, blade. make yeah, her feel okay. at home you know another year <laughs> and you know of course blade behind the sneeze guard you know just another year waiting for axanar to come out yeah <laughs> that's all <laughs> no. i'm gonna tell you <laughs> no but everybody well, like, you know and, and and we were talking about you know during the holidays and things that you did you know we spoke to our our good friend um, Ed Vanderlee is telling me that, you know, Rogue One was like a movie that you'd need to go see because that's a great Star Wars movie. Well, take it from the source. I mean, he's a Star Wars geek and, and, and all that, you know, and, and he's going <laughs> to say that. And, and I mean, will our guest go to see Rogue One? I don't no, know. I would not. No. And yeah. here's why. It's, why. 
I don't even, I'm sorry, I'm not a Star Wars person. <laughs> I don't even really understand it. And what I mean by that is it's a, just a bunch of crashing boom, sis boom ba and stuff like that. <laughs> and effects. I really, yep. give me a movie that has an excellent script and yeah. I am intrigued the whole time. I am glued to the set. I loved, like for instance, I bet you guys don't even know what I'm talking about when I say the movie Magnolia. Yes. What? The Steel Magnolias? No, 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 no. Hayden, no. that, nope, come nope, on. Nope, 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 nope. That's from the 60s. This movie, Magnolia, no, not the 60s. I know. well, you know what Magnolia I mean. has Tom Cruise in it. Huh. Oh, okay. It's, it's very, it's a very unusual script. Now, that movie, I like. It's about, it's about living your life the right way. And it's just a good movie. I love mm-hmm. scripts like that. Me and too. Dead Poets Society. Woody Allen thing. Woody Allen? Wasn't no. he Dead Poets Society? No. <laughs> I, I think you better leave no. your, 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 your movie Williams. trivia away. <laughs> I, Wait, I, don't, you know. I don't know that stuff. Uh, you, Dead you, Poets not, Society. Just not Carpe up. diem. Seize the day. See, these are things. These are things. Some of those. Some of those other movies besides science fiction. Yeah. You know, we talk about science fiction movies and stuff like that, but there's other things besides science fiction out there. <laughs> not to you. you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, you know, you <laughs> prosper. <laughs> Yeah, just tell you, everybody, live long and prosper. That's all you need to do. we would be fine. Yeah, you can't even do that. I can do it. I can do it. See, there you go. All right. All right. I love that. All right. So, Ed, we got you outnumbered today. Okay. Anyway, all right. So, we've got a lot of things planned for for everyone on the show today. You know, if you want to tune in, you know, what we were talking about earlier before we got started. What were we talking about? We were talking about, it's called New Year's Snow and New Year's Mm -hmm. Resolutions, and it's time to move to Arizona Build some homes, remodel some homes. This way, this way we can get that contractor that big fat check for 2017. Same goal as ever. <laughs> Same goal as ever. <laughs> well, but you know these are the, these are think this what makes the world go around. You know mm-hmm. we got a new administration coming in now. You know so it's you know no more you know hopefully no more bashing. But you know that'll never stop. But uh, in the political world, but it's you know we want to be able to housing's supposed to go crazy here in. Arizona in 2017. I've spoken to a lot of people. They're gearing up, and plus, you know, even some of the some of the, I was down experienced the for the first time. I was down experienced the auction down at the courthouse for homes mm. this past week, and I went down there, and it is like another another world down there when you go down there and you you hear what they do, and you know, you remember if you watch Property Wars, you saw what happened. Well, it's a little bit different in the real world, but it still happens. You know, they sit. Everything's outside in the court in the in the courtyard, and they're actually going and auctioning off property, just like you would see an auction on television. You know, you've got the guy out there barking out numbers, boom, 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 and people, yeah, 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 yeah okay, sold. You know, going once, yeah. going twice. You know, but it's it, it's a different thing. And he even told me our good friend Lou Amoroso f- was there, and John Ray as well from Property Wars, and we were talking. And it, when you go down there. Um, he, they said that they saw, it hasn't been this busy in a while. Now, I don't know if that's just the start of the new year and people are just, you know, they've had inventory that they didn't move before Christmas. I don't know, but we'll wait and see. But, you know, home builders are just going crazy. Well, so what's the auction like? Do you go down to one of those auctions and you try to buy a home? Well, they have certain ones. Yeah, they're they're up for like foreclosures and, yeah. and trustee sales and stuff like that. And going up. It's on the yeah, courthouse right. steps, right? Yeah, on the, yeah. Down off of Jefferson, 
Two, I think it's two hundred one so West Jefferson. Well, you buy a, a cheap foreclosure, I guess. I mean, you can buy it for a good price. Is that the deal? Well, or the deal they is go- to buy low and rehab and sell I see, sell I see. at the at the at fair market value so of what high. the appraised value would be. So you make some money. And I they're see. mostly bank owned, right? They're all bank owned. Well, or- some of them. You know, like I say, some of these trustee sales, they're they're either they're either foreclosed and the bank has them right mm-hmm. or possibly you know somebody wants to sell a home and it, it, they just or just abandon the home and then or, who know i don't know who has it then or it could went be the into bank. the state and it's for uh, just up for taxes it just yeah it's just up so you know you could depending on what you buy and what you see you could get a great deal and then just but you got to make sure that you have it makes sense because you can't buy high and then expect well if i only have you know, like $50,000 between what I bought it for and what the appraised value is, and it needs a lot of work, you just should just keep walking. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even bid on it yeah. because there's not enough profit in it because you could drop 50 in it to fix it, and then, then where are you? Mm-hmm. You can't sell it for more than the appraised value. Who's going to buy it? Because mm-hmm. they're going to check comps in the neighborhood, and it's just not going to work. So hey, it's got to make sense. Financial sense. Hey, if you bought one, let's say you bought one for, let's say, $210,000. Let's say you bought yeah. a home. Did they go for that price? Yeah. Okay. We were looking, or actually, one of my customers, we're looking at one that actually in the neighborhood he owns other homes that it's it shows in the listing that it's a starting bid is $200,000, but the appraised value of homes in the neighborhood of comparable size are four fifteen. dollars So okay. you could easily drop. God, even if you dropped a hundred thousand into a rehab, which I, it's not going to need that much because it's, it's only like thirteen, fourteen hundred square feet. Even if you put new windows and did the bathroom and everything inside, you could still clear a lot of money. Uh, and plus, the God knows the neighborhood will love you for it. How it, much do you have to pay when you, so you bid, like let's say you win and your bid is $200,000. That's my question. Okay, well, first of all, you got to go in there. You've got to go in there. With, you write them a check or what? No, well, first of all, you got to be, before you could start bid, you have to have, you have to have on hand with you. You have to start with $10,000. Mm-hmm. On hand. On hand. You have to, when you go Cash? in there. Oh, check. Okay. You know, I would give them a cashier's check. Okay. You know, I mean, this is like, I'm, and actually the guy's. We're going, we're going to be bidding on my first home property, hopefully really soon, and mm. they're going to walk me through it. So that ought to be an experience I'll be able to share with everybody. But um, And I'll feel like I'm, I'm doing the property wars thing. I'll have to get hold of Doug and throw my, self, my old cell phone down in the middle of the lot or on the street or something like Doug did when he got upset. But did you knock on the garage door? Did I? But no, no, no. That's Scott's thing. But do you have to pay two hundred ten thousand dollars if you buy this home right there on the spot? You can't no. leave like a court fine. What's the fee? You well, know, what for you the do, bidding company? Well, well, there is. I mean, there, there's some other fees that you have to you have to pay. But that ten thousand dollars, you pay up front, and when you bid on it, you have to pay within twenty four hours the the entire rest of the amount. Oh. And if you don't, then you lose your ten thousand. So you so you got to make sure you've got the and money the ready and everything you else. You lose the ten thousand and the house, right? And, yeah, and yeah. the house. Okay. So yeah, yeah you, so you don't want to do that. So you've got to make sure that you've got all that in place. So if you're thinking of doing something like that, obviously, I would strongly suggest that if if you've never gone through the process, go check out Doug Hopkins. Uh, Google him online. You'll see he's got his seminar series. See where he's at, depending on your city. And see if you could sign up for that. You learn a whole lot of ways to get started. So this way you have a working knowledge 
of it. Now, for, for instance, I've got the rehab part of it. So I took his course last year just to get the real estate side of it so that I could put the two pieces of the puzzle together. So if you've got, maybe you've got the real estate side all covered and you understand the whole nine yards of buying and selling and, and, and everything that's involved with it and the title checks and all that. The one thing that you've got to make sure before you bid on a home is you've got to do, and this is something you could do before you bid, you've got to do have a, a, a title company that you can work with. Do Run a title search to make sure that you're not buying in on like something that's- uh, Leans. Uh, leans and get rid of all this because you don't want to buy, set, buy in and be in second position. That mm. does you absolutely no good at all. What a waste of money. Yeah, you've wasted money. You've got to buy you've got to buy it first position, but there's so much we could we could spend I mean I spent three days in Doug's seminar. So I mean we could talk forever on the air about it, but we don't we don't have enough time. But I would suggest everybody go check out Doug Hopkins online. Look out his for his seminars. Monica's ready. And when we come back we have our Resident organizer calling in Monica Ricky from Catalyst Organizing Solutions, and we will be talking with her right after the break, so don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. If you've been looking for that one store that has the best selection of tile, natural stone, hardwood, and more for your next remodel, look no further. Inex Creative Floors for the past 15 years has helped designers, homeowners, and architects bring their creative ideas to life. If you're looking to create that wow factor in your next remodel, Inex Creative Floors is the place you should go. Conveniently located on North Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they are open daily Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call today, 480-767-1440. Or visit them on the web at inexcreativefloors.com. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust, the pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need, I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. This is Tiffany Hunter, host of the Home Hunter Sunday mornings on ABC 15. And you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And God, you know, it's. Um, 
God, you know, incumbent March second, Dan. You know what that's going to be in another another anniversary milestone for the show. Mm, God, that's another year here. Yeah, but it's it's actually four years on Star Worldwide Networks. Oh wow! Four years here. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. It's the long-standing account here at Star Worldwide. You know, I think are, are we are we the are we the oldest show uh, yes. on the air yeah. uh, besides Dave Pratt Live? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Old, but not. There's, but but this is not this is not some old folks home improvement show. That's, that's right. right. That's right. You know, we've got a lot to offer. Got a lot of new information. That's right. A lot of new information. Always learning. Always learning. That's right. Yeah. Just like you're learning with buying the new house, and I do have an idea. You're gonna you're gonna turn it around. You're gonna flip it, probably right. with nothing inside. But how much fun would it be to stage it with garage sale finds? I know what you're wow. thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, eh. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it would be beautiful. It would be absolutely beautiful. Have you, you ever done that? Because that's a good what? idea. No, you staging is very important. You yeah. need to. It's homes statistically shows that homes that are staged sell, sell just sell better. Yeah, they, I mean they sell and they Sometimes sell faster. People can't envision things like I'm not very good at envisioning things, and so that does help. Neither's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Either you're, you're right. Either you got it or you don't. Right? Yeah. Isn't that it? Uh, it is it. Um, because my husband, when we lived in Indianapolis, we built a house there and my gosh, he picked the best lot for us and I just couldn't see it. I'm like, okay, whatever. And the house was done. It was like the best. It was Mm -hmm. beautiful Mm -hmm. and it was positioned wonderfully. We walked around on the, um, what you call it, just the slab. And I'm like, this is the teeniest house I've ever been in. He's like, no, it's going to be big. It's going to have big walls. And, and he was, he saw everything and Mm -hmm. I didn't. It's funny. Well, anyway, so we need to get we need to get down to business here. So we want to first of all, we want to give uh, Linda her the official welcome. Linda Hammett, the garage sale gal, is here. And if Thank you. and if you haven't uh, checked out her book or saw checked out her website, make sure you you check that out. GarageSaleGal.com. I have lots of tips also on Facebook. So follow me on Facebook. Uh, just using my name, Linda Hammond, and it's Linda with a Y. L-Y-N-D-A, mm-hmm. Hammond, H-A-M-M-O-N-D. So go to Facebook. I share lots of tips. A lot of people like to share the tips. And these are tips that are going to make you money. I mean, a lot of people don't realize one of the most popular days and best day of the week to hold a garage sale is a Friday. People always think it's Saturday, but it's not. It's Friday. So many reasons why. I'll give you one right now. And that is because you are going to cash in on the way to work and on the way to school crowd. Saturday, you don't have that crowd. That's true. That's so true. Friday, you get a crowd you normally wouldn't get. That's right. So that's something to do. And the one thing you need to do, too, obviously, before you decide to actually, you know, figure out what you're going to have in that garage sale, especially now talking about January getting organized, okay, no other person to better tell us how to get organized, and that's Monica Ricky, who is online with us right now. Monica, Happy New Year. Thanks for calling. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, Monica, say hi to Linda. Hi, Linda. I'm looking at your Facebook page. Boy, aren't you beautiful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm in love with you, Monica, and I don't even know you yet. Thank you so much. Wow. Well, I um, I always enjoy being on Steve's show, and it's fun to have another lady in the mix today. Yeah, that right. Yeah. And then, yes, Linda is always in the house. <laughs> 
Thanks for having me. But nice to talk to you, Monica. And thank you for looking at my Facebook page. Oh, for sure. I um, I loved what you said, Linda, about staging a house with garage sale finds. I am a huge proponent of buying secondhand and, you know, just looking out for treasures for $5, $6. And that might seem counterintuitive for someone who does what I do for a living because I'm all about getting rid of things and, you know, finding the optimum level of, of quote unquote, air quotes, stuff in your house. But when you need something, when you really, really need or want something, search out places that you might not think first. I love garage sales, yard sales, um, other places to find used items. I think it's brilliant. Strategy. That's right. So, one, reason we know, of, one reason we often go to stores is just because it's faster. But it's so much more fun to find something for a deal. Like, I go around to my house. I give people a tour. I'm like, I paid five for that. I paid two for that. I paid three for that. <laughs> I am so <laughs> proud of my inexpensive finds. And, and they're conversation pieces. You cannot go to a store and buy a conversation piece. I mean, you can, but it's not as interesting. No, you can't. No, yeah, but you don't know where the history is coming from. I know, from. and right, that's another right. thing, too. I go to a garage sale, and I don't just buy something. I say, well, how long has this been in your family? And did it belong to your grandma or your great-grandma? You know, just things like that. I love hearing about things like that. So thank you. I, I agree, Monica. I go to a garage sale and buy fun stuff. But uh, I also, you should see my garages. Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> I need your help, Monica. <laughs> and it, I see all, right all this has to happen so that I can come in and do my my thing. I mean, we're doing rehab work, and, and I, I'll, I'll never forget the story about going in, doing that, um, doing a painting a garage, and the homeowner didn't get their stuff together, and they found, obviously, in Arizona, there aren't a lot of homes with basements, so everything, the garage becomes the basement, mm-hmm. and everything's stacked up against the walls, and, you know, you barely could get the car in the garage, and if you have the door open, it looks like the car is cocooned with stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden, but they had books that they were, that they cherished, they were irreplaceable, stacked on the floor against the wall, and I said, hey, you know, I can't paint this, you guys got to move it, and then they said, okay, well, we'll, we know. They get all the family members together, and they start picking up the books. And the books, as they start picking them up, were disintegrating because termites mm. had worked yeah. their way up through the expansion board and got into the books and were eating the pulp in the books. Mm. And the books were just trash. Mm-hmm. They were gone. So all these irreplaceable things. So it's great to get those things, but you got to take care of them. I know. And you can't. And if you had clutter all around in your garage, the first place it's statistically known that if termites come into your home, where's the first place they're going to come up? They're going to find those expansion boards where your garage uh, slab is set within the foundation, and they're going to come up, and they're going to be tunneling looking for food. Of course, Dan, of course, if you're in a house that Dan goes in and inspects and sees <laughs> a, a termite track coming down from the ceiling, then now that's another story. Problem. And people don't understand how that, how could those termites get in the ceiling? It's not a question how they got there because we know how they got there. Most of the termites you find are all subterranean. So they'll find their way up through the wall, then they'll cut across, and wherever they decide that they want to tunnel down, they tunnel down and they just create that, that tube. So you can conceivably see a termite tube in the middle of your garage or even in your in a room hanging from the ceiling. They also they also stand on each other's backs, right, to give each other a boost. (laughs) (laughs) Now you, now me. (laughs) You ever had termites, Monica? You ever had that problem in any one of your garages? 
thank goodness I never have. Uh, and we live in a termite state in, in Georgia, as you may know. Uh, but, you know, we're pretty good about keeping up on our coverage. I have also fortunately never seen a, a client, worked with a client, in their garage or in their home that had a termite problem. So I'm knocking on my fake wood desk here. And, uh, <laughs> they won't <laughs> like that. that keeps up. Well, yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, but but if somebody's going to get started in, in getting themselves organized and they've been, you know, because every time I watch one of those hoarder shows, it it, it – really gets me upset because you see these people not to mention that they have they have besides the issue that they have to deal with within themselves about why they do what they do but uh, again it's it's good to go and and buy things at garage sales and stuff but you got to make sure you can't make a habit out of it to the point where you can't move in your house and then i've seen some of those shows where you've got to just you've got to empty the house just to see if the house can be Still rehabbed yeah. because some of those homes I watched on some of those shows they were so bad they just they had to be bulldozed. But you've got to be you've got to be careful. But how can somebody start getting organized so that they can get to the point that we can have Linda come in and just say, okay, let's plan your garage sale. What a big question. Okay, so I've been in business since 1998, and I've seen so much, and I've seen things that you can't imagine that I've seen. But I, I want to start first by saying that when you see shows like Hoarders, those are very, very specific cases. Those are a completely different animal, if you will, than uh, your everyday organizing projects. And, you know, it would be, it, it's the difference between a general practitioner and a neurosurgeon in terms of doctors, not to take anything away from either one, but they're very, very different specialties. And if you know someone who has a, a, a problem with hoarding behaviors, I really encourage you to find a specialist. That is not a project for a, an average everyday organizer like, like me or, or many of my colleagues. And you can find a specialist, by the way, by going to napo.net, napo.net, and you can, you can select the specialties you want. So I just want to put that out there just right off the bat. Now let's get back to the regular organizing. The first thing, when I talk to clients, there are two things we need to talk about. We need to talk about how much stuff do you have and what is your infrastructure like? Organization is really about math in a way. And Linda, you'll totally get this because when you do a garage sale, I mean, in fact, I'm looking on your Facebook page and I see you have stuff all out in the driveway and clothing racks and everything. What people don't realize is that their stuff and their home are a math equation. And when they don't match, that's when you have chaos, clutter, and overflow. So we want to look at improving the, num the uh, infrastructure in your space and then improving the amount of stuff you have. And when I say improve, I mean decrease. And when right. you do both of those things, then you create a math match because you only have so many cubic feet of space that you can use. And that's really like big picture. So that's my goal, always. First thing, pare down. And garage sales are a great way to do that, especially if you have someone who can help you do it because it's a big undertaking. It is. I mean, it really is. You know, and certain things sell and certain things may not sell. And depending on what part of the country you're in, you may have better luck with things. So it's definitely a multi-prong approach when you're trying to get organized. And then when you're remodeling, then you have the other thing too about 
let's say you've done the paring down and you've had a great garage sale or yard sale, whatever you want to call it. Now what do you do to remodel? Well, you still have to empty your space. You still have to have somewhere to put these things and Right. And so that becomes the next part of the project. That's right. Well, and one, it's great to have pe- professionals to help you. Monica, one thing I was thinking of when you were talking is sometimes it can be so hard to begin the process of organizing. So I like to tell people, start with a drawer, you know, start with that junk drawer and then start with the closet and then a, another a bedroom drawer or something like that. If you start small and see how it can make you feel That'll uh, propel you to do some more projects. And in terms of having a garage sale, if you don't have many places to make that garage sale pile, have several garage sales. So, you know, clean out three closets, have a garage sale. Clean out eight closets, have a garage sale. Clean out a bedroom, have a garage sale. So that way you're you're making progress as you go along. Yeah, it's, it's so important to be able to go back and do something like that, obviously. And it will make you feel better as you progress. And all of a sudden, wow, you know, look, I did this, I did that. And then all of a sudden you get on a, you get on a, a cleaning kick and then you're, you're motivated to do that. Just like baby, we're, baby just, steps. Just on. like we're mm-hmm. motivated right now to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, when we come back, we're going to have more with Linda and Monica and the whole crew right here on Image Home Improvement Live. Don't go away. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480 480- You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. No one really wants to be working outside when the weather gets cold, but did you know that there are some jobs that shouldn't be done below a certain temperature? I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about when it's too cold to paint right after this. Transform your kitchen or bathroom with a beautiful tiled backsplash all by yourself in as fast as one day with Simple Mat from Custom Building Products. Simple Mat is a unique double-sided adhesive mat designed to bond tiled backsplashes, countertops, and shower walls. No mixing of powder, no mess to clean up, and no waiting for the mortar to harden. Simply set the tile onto the mat, then grout. It's the quickest, easiest, cleanest way to install tile. Visit thesimplemat.com for more information. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. If you're looking for an excuse not to paint, then the weather might just provide it. It's common sense that you shouldn't paint outside in the rain, but did you know that if the temperature is too high or low, it can cause the paint not to bind together properly, which can lead to cracking and peeling. The maximum and minimum recommended temperatures for exterior paint varies depending on the specific brand and whether you use oil or latex, but a general rule of thumb is that oil-based paint can be applied when the temperatures are between 40 and 90 degrees Fahrenheit 
and latex between 50 and 85 degrees Fahrenheit. The best drying will occur when the relative humidity is between 40 and 70%. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. I was thinking how you'd hate tiny homes, Linda, because there's no garages. <laughs> I know. You know what? I'd love a tiny home, actually, in a little ski area. I think that would be so much fun to have a little tiny house that you just visit it, you know, and then you could rent it out the rest of the time. Yeah. I mean, where do you put all your stuff, Steve, in a tiny home? That's the whole You wouldn't problem. have a lot of stuff. You wouldn't. You yeah. Wouldn't, you wouldn't have a lot of stuff. I mean, you could actually, yeah, when you go back and you think about that, you either. That's why I don't like them. You could build, you could build it. Uh, you know, build it on the ground, or you could be see some of those ones you see on, you know, John's show on uh, Tiny House Nation. Which, incidentally, we're we're working on getting John back on the show for uh, uh, one of our future shows. Actually, t- uh, tonight is their debut of their new season for Tiny House Nation. Mm. So, a- any of you out there w- who like watching that show, new episodes coming your way. And uh, we'll have John on just as soon as we can get him to break away from all the media work that he's doing. John. John. John Weisboth. Weisboth. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the, he's one of the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. I've had him on the show. So many we're times. actually working. We're actually also working on trying to get um, Chip and Joanna Gaines on mm-hmm. from House Flipper because uh, yeah they I like some of the stuff that they've done. I watched them uh, just some of their work that they do in Texas. Which really isn't that far away, you know. Maybe nope. one of these days we ought to do a we ought to do a live remote. We'll go to Texas. What do you think? <laughs> That'd be fun. And, lo- and lots of ship left. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> right. It's just like going to L.A. It's only a couple hours away, right? That's right. Well, <laughs> anyway, all right. So back to our discussion with uh, Monica Ricky and uh, Linda Hammond. We're talking about uh, all the things to get organized and how to get the stuff out. But, you know, one of the things that I, and it, it's so very important that, you know, always when we talk about organizing, I always brings me back um, a fond memory of one of my favorite people, George Carlin. He gave me uh, the wrong dressing room and I couldn't find any place to put my stuff. And I don't know how you are, but I need a place to put my stuff. So that's what I've been doing back there, just trying to find a place for my stuff. You know how important that is. That's the whole, that's the whole meaning of life, isn't it? Trying to find a place for your stuff. That's all your house is. Your house is just a place for your stuff. That's right. That's mm-hmm. all your house is a place it for your is. stuff. Whether you have a basement, a garage, or a tiny home, you've got to find a place for it. And I'm sure, I'm sure, Monica, tiny homes are, are a little, probably a little more challenging because there isn't a whole lot of extra space around to find storage. I mean, it just my first thought would be, where would Blade? Where would you put extra stuff if you were any? Forget about being a tiny home. Just anywhere. If you if you had your closets full, your garage were full, and in you my had car. stuff, where would you put in, it? In my car. In yeah. your car. <laughs> How about under your bed? That would be a good place. That's, that's, your, that's for the boogeyman. That's already full. 
Oh, that's our dance already full. <laughs> those storage, those flat storage boxes. Yeah, right it up is. Underneath. It's already counted for. That's right. That space is. Yeah, I don't know. Why do you ask? Because there, I mean, you'd have to rent a space. Overhead in the garage with those rack systems. Oh my God! Let me tell you something. I have to tell you, uh, Monica. We've had um, a good friend of ours had has the garage uh, again. As we were talking earlier in the first break uh, about the garage full, barely getting the car in. Okay, so we had an opportunity to actually, um, we did a remodel, not recently, and they had too much storage. They needed room for two cars, and this house that they bought had extra cabinets on each side of the garage. So I dismantled them, okay, and we brought them over to this other house because they just had to, we had to get rid of them. I mean, uh, no sense in throwing them in a landfall. I always try and repurpose anything we can. So we brought these over to this house, and actually... She had. She didn't get rid of any stuff, but at least when you go in the garage, it looks more organized because half the stuff is in in the cabinets, mm-hmm. and it's it looks like it's it's just stacked up. And at least we got her to go through some of it when she was moving it from the floor to the cabinet. <laughs> which obviously, if you have if any thought about clearing out the clutter. That's a good. I mean, that's a good excuse as any actually to try and get motivated. I would think, hey, let's fill up the closets, get it out of, put well, my car back in the driveway. You're making a great point about organization, Steve. Because remember, half of that half of that equation is your infrastructure, which is what I call your storage. Uh, when I go into homes, I go in every day to people's homes, and I am the master and the queen of finding ways to maximize a storage space. Just because I've been doing it for so long. And the garage is a place where people have this mistaken idea, well, if I just get rid of enough stuff, it'll be great. And then they put everything they have left on the floor. No, not helpful. Your goal in creating effective infrastructure inside your home or inside your garage is to use the vertical space on your walls and ceilings to put infrastructure up so that you then have a place to put everything. And as you said, by the way, you have a little more grace when you do that, because then you don't have to get rid of quite as much if you don't really want to, because there's a space to store it. But it's all about balance and getting a high quality, uh, a closet shelving system or garage shelving system that will last you a long time, that is safe, that's not going to fall over, and that you can count on to really serve you for the life, the lifetime of that, you know, the house that you're going to be in. And, um, cabinet, and that's an important piece. You don't want to skimp on that stuff. Cabinets, cabinets too, Monica. Of course, got cabinets. Are you a big fan of those too? I and, like cabinets for certain clients, and I don't like them for other clients. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that there are certain people who whose stress level goes up if they can't see things that they own, and there are certain people whose stress level goes down if they can't see certain things they own. And so it's really a matter of of the person's personal preference. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I also find that most people like a little combination of both. Um, there are some things that we're okay with seeing every day and other things we have no desire to see. Yeah, like Christmas course, stuff if- you wouldn't have to see, mm-hmm. you know, every day. If you knew where it was, the Christmas stuff can stay hidden. But I that's interesting. And all the mechanic yeah. stuff that we have, right, Steve? All the car stuff that we have. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like, for instance, when out, <laughs> and at, paint. out at the compound with the cabinets that I put in the shop area, all the stuff that I've had for the vehicles and stuff like that are all specifically shelved 
for you know. Oil. Can you see them though? No. Okay. Because good. you've got doors on it, so when good. you walk in, it looks very clean and organized. And even the even the it's, and it's not just clean and organized. And you open the doors, and then everything falls out of the closets. Everything is in there because when we actually went and did the remodel, Monica, you love this. I actually went and because for years I've had. Um, we never finished the garage itself and the workshop area. So what I did was when we started on the mission to be able to do this, the first thing I got was a storage container and put it on the side because we were going to do the epoxy floor. So literally the entire garage and work area, shop area, had to be cleaned out. So as I was taking out the stuff that had built up over the years after we built the home, I had some stuff went in the storage container. The other stuff went in the dumpster. So that this way, when I got the entire area emptied and we could do the floor, everything that was in the storage container I knew was going back in the shop and I would have to find a place for it. And you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at just like um, materials and stuff that, you know, you come you come back after taking a project, you take some of these extra materials out, you store it, and it just adds up and builds and builds and builds till finally it's like, you know, it's overrunning your area. And we I can't tell you how much we were able to throw away and then come back. It just made organizing when we put everything together and got the cabinets, the floor, the ceiling, put it all back together. It was so much easier knowing that I'm keeping this. There was no question because I've already gone through it, mm-hmm. but it did take time and a lot of perseverance. I got to tell you, and uh, it just—you got to stay on it. You can't start it and then just stop and expect bury your head in the stand. Is expect it to happen unless, of course, Dan will come by and wave his magic wand and everything <laughs> will be put away. You know, but, uh, shelf, shelf the elf, shelf the elf. All right, <laughs> when we come back, time. all right, when we come back, we can have tips for you to be able to make sure that you get yourself more organized. And if you're planning that. Spring remodel, you've got to get organized first, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC, Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate, 602-799-9619, or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. Monsoon season has passed, but the early January and February rains will soon be here. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Keiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today. 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com. Exercise and eating right are two ways to practice healthy living, but would you believe you can also be healthy by vacuuming? I'm Danny Lipper with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about a healthy way to suck it up right after this. 
Fall means cooler temperatures, beautiful colors, and long hours of raking leaves. Until now, introducing the new dual tine leaf rake from Ames. With a double row of tines and clog-free design, it rakes up to 45% faster than standard rakes, making leaf raking easier than ever. It even comes with a detachable hand rake for cleaning under shrubs and in tight spaces. The Ames Dual Tine Leaf Rake. Leaves hate it, you'll love it. Available now at the Home Depot and other fine retailers. Almost everyone will agree that a clean home is a healthy home. Vacuuming the floor should be a weekly chore to help keep your home on the healthy list, but not all vacuums are created equally. Typical upright and canister vacuums actually help contribute to the scattering of dust and allergens because the minute that you turn them on, they're exhausting right back into the room. This is a good reason to consider a central vacuum system instead. It doesn't recirculate particles and allergens because it's exhausted to the outside. In fact, central vacuums can reduce allergy symptoms from dust inside your home by up to 61% versus an upright or canister model. Plus, they have up to five times more cleaning power, and that's nothing to sneeze at. I'm Danny Lippery with tips for today's homeowner. This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. All right, Homer's back and he's happy and it's God, it's 2017 and it's it's time for another another year of home improvement cutting edge information <laughs> and and you know Blade's actually Blade Blade are you wearing that Cardinals shirt today just in memorial of their season or what? No. Oh no, that's the, the Cardinal Bird baseball. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Is right. It? I saw Cardinal. That's right. St. Louis Cardinals. Thank you. Same baseball. State Bird of North Carolina. Baseball. Too, where I'm you know what Dan is going after the after the show? Yeah, today? the Bias Cubs spring training tickets. Did you ding ding ding? Did you see that on the news this morning? Spring training tickets are going on sale. They went on sale at midnight. Oh God! I'm telling you, he's got to go over. I want to see. I want him to bring a picture back of him holding the, you know, the, the tickets for the, uh, the world, you know, the uh, trophy, the World Series trophy. Because oh. that's going to be that's going to be key. Photo standing a trophy, photo op yeah. right next door to it. Now I'm sure they're probably going to have it encased in glass and have security on it because it's a one once in a lifetime item. Because they won't do it again. Yes, they will. Oh. Oh. Hey, oh. not in my lifetime. <laughs> not in your lifetime. You can't. Another 108 years. Oh, Cleveland that, Indians next. Be t- Cleveland yeah, Indians. yeah, that's what Cleveland, I say. Cleveland will be next. Cleveland. Yeah. So so Monica is from Georgia. Yes. Right? And, and so Linda's from Ohio. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so right. State Bird's a cardinal. See, I'm from North Carolina, and the state bird's the cardinal, too. Uh-huh. And, Stephen, you're from New York. The right. state bird is the Boeing 707. Pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a tr- it's Trump <laughs> Tower. It's Trump yeah, Tower. It was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, and so what is the state bird of Georgia, Monica? I don't even know. Who would know? I believe it's a thrasher. So, that's what somebody's going to do there Isn't in the garage. A, They'll a do the thrasher movie. movie. Yeah. The thrasher? Okay. I believe it's the Thrasher, but I, I would like to say I'm originally from Pennsylvania, so I'm a northern girl like Linda, mm-hmm. and uh, and our bird up there was the ruffed grouse. But also, my husband is from Cleveland, so let's talk about some Indians. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's what saying. I say. I was rooting for the Cleveland Indians. So was I. Mon- I know the Cubs needed to win too, but Monica, you were right. You were right. It's it's the state bird of Georgia, is the brown Thrasher, and the northern bobwhite. So I guess they have two of them. They, I guess, yeah, because Georgia's special. Yep. 
We exactly. are special snowflakes down here. And speaking of <laughs> snowflakes, we uh, we did not get a snow apocalypse like we thought we would. We're looking out at a little bit of ice, and it's a beautiful day. So. Really? Oh, oh, a little bit of ice. I was going to ask, was gonna ask you about trouble. that. Yeah. Is that, are you in yeah. Atlanta? Mm-hmm. We okay. sure are. Oh, that's uh, good. That's not Georgia. That's some other... Big city. That's its own separate place. What are you kidding me? No, nah, Georgia's Statesboro Blues. Atl- and- Atlanta's a beautiful town. I've been I've been there. It's really nice. I spent a lifetime in that airport once. <laughs> a lifetime in the airport. Okay. Oh, that's its, it's own city. It's a great city. place to live. You know, one of the great things about, uh, about Georgia is that we have a lot of everything. We have sports. We have art. We have music. We have culture. We have an international airport. You can get anywhere in the world almost direct which is great, but we also have three container stores. And that's mm. all I'm going to say. Oh, that's a lot of stores there, yeah. Now, you all have three container stores in the in the Phoenix area. Yeah. Glendale, Phoenix, and Scottsdale. So you all are riding high out there. And, and it's, it is a wonderful, wonderful place to visit and just offers really terrific organizing stuff, especially the infrastructure we talked about. That's, that's what I use. That's, that's my go-to wow. okay. is, uh, is their alpha system. It, it really is. I love it. Are you saying that they're fairly rare, those container stores are not all over the country? They are not all over the country. I mean, there's, there's more than there ever have been before, but not every state has one, and some states only have one in the entire state. I mean, poor Minnesota. They have, like, one store. You know, and Omaha is the only store in Nebraska, for example. It, mm-hmm. But again, it's you can order online, which you know a lot of my clients do, and um, and I just it's just a great resource. It's a great resource for for the Alpha product. It's the only resource domestically for the Alpha product, which is the incredible shelving system that that they is that, that a do it yourself. It can be a do-it-yourself, absolutely. It, Sorry, Steve. Uh, I don't always. Re- <laughs> it's okay. I got to look from Steve. That's okay. I don't recommend that uh, because number one, it's a it can be a pain to install. If oh, you don't okay. Know, if you haven't done it before, but it can be. I mean, I've installed it myself. Um, and if you don't, if you don't have a container store near you, then you might have to hire somebody to install because they don't they won't be able to provide installers okay where they have stores and there's one thing that sure. i've noticed in my years of inspections people have to be careful with how much they load on the shelves i actually was in a kitchen to where the shelves were overloaded and they were swaying down mm-hmm. they had just mm-hmm. completely sagged cuz they just put too much mm-hmm. stuff in the shelves, you gotta be careful. You open up the doors, and it's going to just come out because mm-hmm. it's swagging. You know, it's just all sorts of down. Surprise, it's surprise! Ready to, it's ready to snap the shelf. I know. So I know. sometimes when people build shelves, they don't understand these are not two thousand pound bearing you know, structures. They're just for a couple hundred pounds of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Right. This is a tremendously strong system too, which is another reason I always recommend it because half the clients I go to. The reason I'm there is because their shelves have pulled out of the wall and are now on the floor. Ooh. So, uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that too. You know, okay. it's, it's all about weight and weight distribution and force and, and, and how do you use the drywall to support the weight of what's on your shelves. And, and that's why that's why it's really oh, OK. Yeah. So in your own home, do you run the whole show there or does husband have any input at all? Because I'm running <laughs> into the problem here. And, and the wife asked, do you like this and doesn't listen to what I say? Mm-hmm. So has he defaulted to, to what you say in your own home? Uh, well, with some things he does and with other things he doesn't. Okay. I have, I have a husband who does care about things like decor and. Well, so do I see. Know, hey, Hey, a lot of us husbands do, you know, a lot of guys yeah. think well, we don't care what well, we do. 
He does, and we always make decor decisions jointly. And we have a saying in our house, and that saying is, that's not the hill I'm going to die on. So if one of us doesn't care about something so much, we always just say, look, that's not my hill. I don't care. You do that. I'll do this. But <laughs> we, we do definitely have a team thing going. And some, there are some days I wish I had unilateral control <laughs> of all the decor decisions, but I don't. And I'm glad that he, that he does because he, he's got a great eye. And, um, and and he does care, so I like that. All right. Yeah, it's good. But, you know, the one thing that really I think somebody has to make a decision on, too, because you see that a lot out here after, and we're actually going to be doing that this year, too, is, you know, in the, in the process of getting organized, uh, if you are living in a larger home and it's really maybe your situations have changed a little bit, it, it, the probably the best way to get started is is think about downsizing, because if you downsize, you don't need all that stuff, and that's the great time to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to live in this size home now, or I'm going to move. What am I going to do with all this stuff, and it's time to go through it, and don't wait till the last minute and like saying, oh, I got to sell my house, and then see that the the worst nightmare would be, oh, I got to move right away, and then all you you have no time to go through your stuff, so you got to pack it all up, and you take it to the new house, and then you never go through it again, because then you'll just take the stuff and throw it in the new house, mm-hmm. but you've got to start early if you're going to downsize and just start making those decisions, you know, throw, donate, or, or garage sale. Mm-hmm. Six months. Yeah. That's my recommendation. If you have six months that you know in advance, six months ahead of time that you're going to move, really start then because I can't tell you how many people email me and go, Hey, I'm moving next month. <laughs> and can you help me? And I'm like, you know, I can help you, but it's going to be a challenge. So don't, you're right. Don't shortchange yourself on that because you don't want to be up against that kind of a stressful timeline. And you definitely don't want to pack stuff that you're not going to keep and then pay to move it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. I mean, just, yeah. It's a waste of time yeah. and money. I mean, oh. why would, money, why would you want to do that? Yeah, for you sure. Know. But you know what, Steve? Interesting, you said about downsizing. My sweet man and I, we upsized a year ago. And that was also a great opportunity for us to go through everything that we have. Because even though we had plenty more places to store it, I said to him, and he said to me, if to, too, in fairness, there's no need for us to bring everything. It, because time has an interesting way of reprioritizing what's important to you. And the things that you had when you moved into this your current house may be old enough that you have a different opinion about them. They don't hold as much psychological or emotional weight as they used to. So whether you're upsizing, downsizing, or same-sizing, any time you move is the perfect time to evaluate everything. And each thing needs to really earn its way into your new house. It, it should not, nothing should get a free ride. Everything should earn its way. So Monica, let me ask you a question. This is the garage sale gal. And I wondered what is your favorite way, your number one way that you tell people in which to get rid of their stuff? Oh God. Once so they figured the out what they're going to get rid of. Yeah. Okay. If we're, if we're getting rid of to give away or sell, they're two very different things because that's your first question, right? I mean, you know that Linda, there's some things that aren't even worth garage selling, right? Um, actually I say no. Um, and here's why if you're having a garage sale and it also happens to be trash day, I can guarantee you there'll be about 10 people going through your trash. So I am not kidding you. Sometimes you (laughs) will see people buy things you never dreamt would sell. And then you'll have something beautiful out there for 20 bucks. Nobody wants. So you never, ever know why somebody wants something. 
And so never discount anything. Never think, oh, no one will buy that. Someone will, but you don't know the reason. Like, for instance, maybe some jeans that are um, huge and they have holes in them and they're pieces of crap. Maybe a lady buys jeans and makes purses out of them. You just never know why someone wants something. So sell everything, huh? Hey, the pockets sell. on the back would work for the purse. Exactly. So try <laughs> yeah. not to to get rid of any. You know, try to get rid of everything at a garage sale first, and you'll be surprised at what does sell. So yeah, I I was just wondering what your first uh, place to go is in order to get rid of stuff. It what? really again, so much of it goes back to the relationship we have with our clients. So there is no one fit, but for a client who is inclined to take the time and effort that it takes to do a garage sale. I say, have at it. I'm not helping you, but you could hire someone to come help you or you could do it yourself. If, But for all clients, that is not a great solution because what that sometimes creates is just another problem where they have a potential garage sale, but it never actually happens. And this is where knowing your client comes in. I know there are absolutely clients that could say for 10 years, I'm going to have a garage sale, I'm going to have a garage sale, and you know what's going to happen? Their garage is going to be full of that garage sale stuff until 2025. And you want to never... <laughs> and, and I'll tell you right? exactly why people don't have a garage sale. They think they have to price everything. And that is the most time-consuming, tedious part about having a garage sale. And it's the number one reason people do not have a garage sale. But I'm here to tell you, you do not have to price everything. In fact, you make more money if you don't price stuff. Because I guarantee you, if you let the buyer name the price they will put a higher amount on it than you would. Because think about <laughs> it, it's a psychological it thing. It is brilliant. You, as the seller, want to get rid of it. It's sitting in your driveway. You no longer have a use for it. Now somebody walks up and says, oh my gosh, I've been looking for that 1940s cookie jar for years, ever since mm. I broke the lid. I want that cookie jar. Now they're going to pay like $20, $25 on it, whereas you would have put a dollar price tag on it, if that. So save yourself time. And yeah. make Brilliant. more yeah, money. Price, price on the spot. It yeah. seems Absolutely. to be seems to be <laughs> better, and it's going to be negotiated anyway. So why exactly. not? Why not start haggling for without putting prices on? How and, much is and, that? And here's another point. Think about this. Let's say you put a dollar on a vase, and the lady pulls up in a Jaguar and is carrying a Gucci purse. Don't you wish you would have put ten dollars on that vase at least? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so yes, think about your customer. Right. Um, and I do have jaguars coming to garage sales. I see it all the time. I've done stories on that. I used to write a column for the Arizona Republic called the Garage Sale Gal. And so, yeah, everybody goes to garage sales. And one reason people with jaguars go to garage sales is because they want to buy jaguars. Mm-hmm. Because they save money it. elsewhere. You, They're saving money. Absolutely, yeah. You absolutely cannot assume who's going to come to your garage sale. And I love that don't price anything tip. That's a game changer. Yeah. Really. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, people don't pick up on that. I've noticed that. Every garage sale, we're a big garage sale house. We go to those things all the time. Everybody has their things priced. Nobody yeah. knows that tip. Nobody knows yeah. to not price the items in your garage sale. It hadn't caught yeah. on. Yeah, it, it should. It yeah. needs to. Yeah, it's amazing. So, so it's let's f- say you have your garage sale and things you have some things that are not bought. Ultimately, there, you know, there could be some things that don't go, that don't, you, you can't even give away. My favorite go-to, honestly, is Goodwill. They do so much job training in the community, and they, that's, how they, that's how they contribute is they use the things that they get. They sell it in the store, and that funds technology training, computer training skills, job training. I love Goodwill. I can't yeah, say enough about right. it. 
good. Right. Monica, how can our listeners contact you? They want further information on how to get organized. Well, I am on Facebook as Monica Ricky Speaker, and I'm on Twitter at Monica Ricky. Okay, that's great, and it's always good news to uh, to know that actually there are people out there with. I mean, Monica's been with us on the show for years and years and years, and um, she has been so very consistent. And also, is people just all they need to do is just take it to heart. So many other things that they people make resolutions for, obviously, in January, you know, fall by the wayside. But if you have a long-term plan, like you had said, six months, I plan to do this. And who knows? Maybe in six months you want to start that remodel, and it's time to, you know, get organized and get clean, clean out the clutter now. Then let's do it now and start it. Because the good thing about Arizona is you don't have to worry about too much about you know, bad weather and snow. All we got to do is worry about rain like we did during the Christmas holiday week. Other than that, we can go outside right now. It's going to be it's going to be in the low 70s today. What a great day for a garage sale. Exactly. We're year-round garage sellers. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, so Monica, bring your stuff out. Come on out. <laughs> hey, it's like everything else. A lot of people do cleansings at the beginning of the year. Well, have your house have a cleansing. Yeah. That's right. Do a cleansing in your house. A house, your body, <laughs> and just just keep it going because you're going to be much better off in the long run. Monica, thanks so much for being with us today. We really appreciate you calling. Best success in 2017, and we will be checking back with you soon. Happy, happy New Year, y'all. All right. Same to you. All right, Monica, Ricky. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, you know, well, the other thing you got to make sure you've got straightened out is your... Heat pump and furnace, and Larry Thompson from Quality Systems is going to be here with us. So make sure you check check that out. So we'll be right back after break. Don't go away. Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust. The pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need... I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. If you've been looking for that one store that has the best selection of tile, natural stone, hardwood, and more for your next remodel, look no further. Inex Creative Floors for the past 15 years has helped designers, homeowners, and architects bring their creative ideas to life. If you're looking to create that wow factor in your next remodel, Inex Creative Floors is the place you should go. Conveniently located on North Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they are open daily Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call today, 480-767-1440. Or visit them on the web at inexcreativefloors.com. 
Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimila is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimila on the Double Wide Network. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate. 602-799-9619 or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. 2017 variety as we're back here and actually we're starting our 12th year on radio my lord and it's a blank slate for the year at least to start out the first couple of weeks <laughs> you think so huh yeah we can hope <laughs> blank slate in what respect though oh uh, we get to write the new the new plan to move forward oh that's right are you talking about the new administration or are you talking no, about I'm the show i'm just talking about our lives Oh, well, that's true, the, yeah. The, the real thing. Oh, the, the real the thing that really matters. That's right. That's Not right. reality, the real. The real thing, okay. All right, and as we said earlier in the first hour, we're actually here with, uh, obviously, uh, our man behind the sneeze guard, as usual, Blade, taking care of, hey. taking care of controls, as we always love to say, yes. A little applause for you. Don't let it go to your head. All right, and Dan Hayden. Dan, Dan's actually on a new mission right now because Dan's actually started a brand new business, which is called Southwestern Building Consultants. And Dan, what um, What's what it? is that well, all about? What am I getting into yeah, now? What are you getting into now besides you no know, more addicts or what? Well, actually very few addicts, but uh, a lot of <clears throat> making sure people live in a healthy home. If you're going to the doctor a lot and you can't seem to get you know, over on the healthy side of things, right. maybe it's your house that's making you sick. It could be there's a, there's a whole cocktail of toxins that are built into these homes and the ones we bring in. Uh, did you see that little news flash last week about the guy that took those uh, aluminum oxide pellets, put them into the house, and then ignited them into a vapor? You know, they by use... By pouring water on by, it. By, by, by flushing water on it. And yeah. four people die. You know what they call that? 
What? A gas chamber. That's a how they kill chamber. people. Yes, wow. okay. No, that's yeah. the kind of stuff they use. I know. And why did the DUI do-it-yourself bug people let that go? That's a good question. That's why you've got to know what chemicals are in your mm-hmm. house and really how to apply them. And I'm running into more and more things to where people are going, I didn't feel so good, but then when you suggested doing this and this, I started clearing up and feeling better. A lot of times, isn't it cheap materials that causes illness? If that's what we can test Laminate. for also. Yeah, there's, there's aerosol cassettes. It's called the CSI cassette that uh, I can pull on a house. As long as people don't start clean the house before I get there. Just no leave bleach. It the way it's been. Yeah, no don't, bleach, right? Don't be bleaching that out on me. <laughs> just leave the air the way it really is when you're, you know, just every day. And I can pull up and see what type of toxins are leaching into your system. And uh, then between that and common sense of looking under the sink and see what you've got uh, exposing everything to, you know, it's a, it's a uh, 64-point 60, basic uh, Surgeon General's uh, review, and then we go deeper with the air, aerosols and then test tapes if we have to. And then we also have on the system a, a sewer check. I want to do a sewer check on that to make sure your sewers are not gassing into the house. Mm. There's a number one place of combustible gases I found during my years of inspections. About a third of the time, the sewers or the traps weren't set right, and they were blowing stink back into the house. Mm. That stink has other stuff from the sewer, folks. It's just, it's just amazing. <laughs> See what I mean? And once I get rolling, it's like I, 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 I know, I, I know. But, but so Dan's on a Dan's on a mission, mission now. To so make it, he's to a make new your mission. house safe to live in. That's exactly right. And there are so many different things that we're going to be getting into uh, throughout the year as we go forward here in 2017, you know, but as we wanted to say, you know, we were talking about in the first hour, talking about New Year's resolutions and getting your act together and meaning taking care of those things that you want to get rid of in your house. Um, You know, it's not just all about, you know, I think one of the, probably one of the top resolutions to be able to get to do is obviously, oh, I, I need to go to the gym. I need to get myself physically fit, which is fine. But a lot of times with that, that kind of, wanes after like 30 days because you just don't have that you know that that discipline discipline to be able to go back and do that now blade on the other hand he's got he he has discipline yeah he's got yeah he doesn't have to <laughs> oh go my. Oh, my. oh my no <laughs> you think you're this buffed up guy or what what do you think blade yeah you think so that's why we took your mic away from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, but there are things that be able to get your house fit, and that's what we talk about. Like we talk about in the fall when we talk about getting your house fit uh, for a remodel. When we talk about when the NFL starts to get going down training camp, training camp for your home. That's exactly what it's all about. This is training camp to get your act together in life, and this is the year of 2017 where we're not pulling any punches. You think I was on a case? Before about your Christmas lights, you haven't seen he nothing. Now has a law you haven't to back even seen up. nothing yet in 2017. Dan, why don't you tell us about the yeah. law that you called me about the other day, which I I just couldn't stop cheering about because it was music to my ears. Okay, here in Arizona, the city of Peoria lets you have your Christmas lights at the external up until the 13th of January. After that, then they start. You know, neighbors can send in complaints. They don't have light police. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to do a tour. I'm going to do a tour in Peoria <laughs> you're gonna on write the down 14th. I'm going to start writing down a list of people, and, and I'm going to send it in. They're going to be a rash. They're not going to know where it all came Citizens from. Citizens arrest. Citizens no, arrest. Right? I, can, I can see Steve going to the other uh, 
boards on different cities saying, let's do the same thing. No, let's seriously. No, that's a really good idea because you want to know something? They're such a fire Home, hazard. Exactly right. What did they have? Did you see the news this week on the news here in Arizona? Another house burnt. That's right. Because the Christmas tree, none of the none of the lights were on it, but the the tree burnt down because it was still in the house and it was dried out and it something sparked the tree. Somebody and it, put a candle next to it. And it went up and it was all over but the shouting. Yeah, it was uh, the gutted the house. I mean, it's just there. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, that's why, you know, just the first two weeks after January, just, you know, now that it's not raining outside, just go take care of it. Now, if you're up there where the snow is and you're waiting for the glacier to come across, that's wait till spring. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, it's amazing. But you know, um, we're gonna get we're gonna be talking with Larry Thompson from Quality Systems here in a moment. But Linda, I want to just uh, double check out. Okay, so now we're in we're in a new year. I mean, what's the best plan like to say for people that want to be able to go out and start doing garages? I know we said the weather's great, mm-hmm. but you know, if somebody's gonna plan this, obviously you just can't open your garage door and to throw all your stuff in the driveway. What's the best plans to have the most successful garage sale? Plan on listing it online, especially on my website, garagesalegal.com. Uh, list and look for garage sales on that site. It costs $4.99, but it's unlimited time, unlimited space. And as your sale gets closer to that date, it goes closer to the top of the list. So let's say your sale is um, January uh I'll just throw out a date, 20th. It might be at the top of the list. If your sale's in March, it might be in the bottom of the list. But it works its way up as the date gets closer. And um, Craigslist is a good place, but it can get lost on Craigslist. So get the word out and make signs. Don't discredit the importance of signs. And you want those neon bright signs. And all you need is one little word, the word sale and an arrow. And don't make it big and floppy or it's going to flop in the wind. Uh, 15 by 15 inches is plenty of size. The bottom of the standard right? box. And don't take a cardboard <laughs> box and a black magic marker and Do write not. sale on it and, ex- and put a brick inside of it and expect people to like flood to your street. Can I give you big reasons why you don't want to do that? For one thing, you can't see a cardboard box because it blends in with the terrain. terrain. Also, nine times out of 10, if somebody has a cardboard box or a sign made from cardboard, it's a guy selling guy stuff. Because Uh. a guy just goes in the garage and says, I'm going to rip this here box up and just paint a little black paint on it. And that's my sign. But a woman (laughs) will pick a beautiful pink sign and you know it's going to be an organized sign with household goods and fun stuff and some of the tools and electronics that guys might have as well so if care has been given to the sign care has been given to the sale and thus care has been given to the things she's selling so think about that make your sign look good it's one thing and get the word out also i'm sorry steve one more thing on facebook Obviously. I see some of my sales on Facebook. So, and go to my website or go to my website and and follow me there, but also follow me on Facebook, uh, Linda with a Y. So, Linda Hammond is my uh, Facebook um, web um, moniker. What is that called? Your Facebook, Facebook page. My Facebook name. Yeah, Facebook yeah. page. Yeah. Thank okay. you. All right. <laughs> I'm a very smart person. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, what about the guys that like guy stuff? Well, see, that's another thing, too. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I've done columns on that. If you're a guy and you're looking for guy stuff, look for those cardboard signs. Yeah. But I know to pass those <clears throat> yeah, up. One thing okay. you won't find one that says... Used refurbished air conditioning unit this way. <laughs> I don't know. You might. All right, Linda, thanks so Thank much you. for being with us today. Happy New Year. All right, Happy New Year. All right, Linda Hammond, the happy garage, garage sale. sale. Make sure you check her out uh, on all those contacts as well as you can always check out the archived version of this show. Not too long, a few minutes later after the show, as well as imagehomeimprovementshow.com. When we come back, Larry Thompson's going to be here, and we're going to talk about your heat pump. And is your furnace and heat pump ready? Or is it just passing gas? uh, Oh, Dan. Oh, my. Uh, Dan, I got one thing to say about that. All right, we'll be right back. New Year. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. The real estate market in Arizona is forever changing. As your home buying and selling needs change through life, you need a realtor that understands the market. Realty Executives has over 50 years of experience providing cutting-edge service and support for all their clients and was ranked a top 25 real estate company in the U.S. Whatever your real estate needs are, you need to call your Realty Executives expert. Call today, 602-957-0444 or find them on the web at phoenixrealtyexecutives.com. Organization is a big deal in most areas of the home, but nowhere is it more important than the laundry room. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about how to get the most from yours right after this. Fall means cooler temperatures, beautiful colors, and long hours of raking leaves. Until now, introducing the new dual tine leaf rake from Ames. With a double row of tines and clog-free design, it rakes up to 45% faster than standard rakes, making leaf raking easier than ever. It even comes with a detachable hand rake for cleaning under shrubs and in tight spaces. The Ames Dual Tine Leaf Rake. Leaves hate it, you'll love it. Available now at the Home Depot and other fine retailers. The laundry room is one of the busiest areas in the home, and yet they're usually not that large. So here are a few tips to maximize their efficiency. Create a series of hamper-sized shelves or cubbies to make sorting clothes by color easier and more efficient. You can arrange them vertically or horizontally depending on your layout. You can never have too much shelving, so consider adding some up near the ceiling. A shelf that is flush with the tops of door casings can run all the way around the room and provide lots of extra storage, plus a handy place to mount a closet rod for hanging clothes. Tall, shallow shelving above or adjacent to the washing machine is also a good idea for detergent, bleach, and other laundry products. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. This is Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15 News. Nightly, I update you with the most up-to-date and accurate forecasting of our valley's weather. The most accurate and cutting-edge information for your home can be found here every Saturday morning with Steve Dubell and Image Home Improvement live on the Double Wide Network.
All right, we are back, and you are listening to Image Home Improvement Live, oh, yeah. the, oh, the 2017 variety. And then uh, we got to get Blade reconnected over here because hey, I know he's got some. I know he's got some uh, heat pump questions and some other I stuff. I do. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to have Larry here. I always am. You know, Larry Thompson from Quality Systems is with us, and obviously, you know, Larry been. Uh, we we have we've been, we've been trying to pull him back to have him on the show, but he's just such a busy man. Before Christmas, we couldn't get him here before Christmas, but so we figured we'd grab him right away in the beginning of the year. Obviously, anybody who's been lagging trying to get their uh, you know their uh, heat pump or furnace, you know, they haven't had it serviced or anything. And they again, you know, it's, you could have the same mentality during the summer that you could have in the winter. Like, well, you know. It worked last year, you know. I'm just gonna wait it out and see if it's gonna break down. You know, throw, I mean, throw the dice and what, see if she works. What kind it of is, what kind of maintenance thought is that? Hey, I mean, is it too soon to look at to get your AC condition? Because that's what everyone says. Well, check out when the weather gets more cool, more warmer. I mean, I mean, no. is it a good time to do it now? No, we need a little bit warmer to do a nice job yeah, on the I AC thought. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it comes to heat pumps, perfect weather. Yeah. Perfect weather yeah. to be able to do that. Obviously, you know, and then you know, I didn't really, really didn't have to turn the heat on. You know, with the here in Arizona, people in back east are going to be freaking out when I tell them this. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to turn the heat on to like you know maybe a week or two before Christmas. I haven't even turned mine on yet. Have you, Larry? Turn. Oh, oh, yeah. Have you, Dan? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, with yeah, a three and a half year old in the house, that gets cold all the time, and. Yeah. And the rest of the yeah. crew. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be able to do stuff, stuff like that because, you know, it, and then it, just enough to take the chill off. That's all. Because it's not like you're walking outside in tundra. You know, you walk outside like this morning. We walked outside. It was 44 degrees when I walked outside. So it's only, that's like, I look at it like for this weekend, you know, we've got to do some stuff around the house. Okay. So I'm looking at exterior temperatures. Okay. When it hits 50, I'm good. Because we've got to do some painting. So by the time we get done with the show, get over there, do some little prep work. It'll be noon, and the sun will be out. It'll be perfect. It'll be low six, high 60s, low 70s. That's perfect painting weather. Perfect. I, I turned mine on because a lady in the house told me to turn it on. Oh, see? Now that's another great reason to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Hey, could you have lived without it, though? I could have, yes. I could have, too. Yeah. But not... No, I couldn't live in the house if no, I didn't turn be it on. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, we'd be. No, yeah, he'd be no. checking out Motel Six if that happened. No. So, <laughs> that'd be one thing. Oh my God. So anyway, so Larry, tell tell our listeners a little bit. Okay, so now, all right, so we're we're in January, and obviously, you know, you know, we've had started this really. I mean, December, January, I have to say, probably are the coldest two months here in Arizona. So for someone who hasn't had their unit checked, I mean, are they are they playing just as much Russian roulette? in the wintertime as they would during the summer if they th- thought their AC unit wouldn't go out? Well, it's not as urgent as it is when the, your air goes out and it's 117 degrees, but, you know, safety is more of a uh, problem on the heating side. You know, you got to make sure that uh, you're not getting flu gases in your home, that yep. uh, your heat exchanger's okay, that your uh, flu's not disconnected, uh, you're not in a vacuum in your house. Uh, so... People don't address the heating site as much as they should, but they really should look at them. Yeah, because um, I <clears throat> I know that uh, a, a lot of home inspectors kind of look at heaters as like, okay, it's attached to it. It, it produces a little bit of heat. I'll see you later. Hmm. But they don't take into consideration the CO and how pervasive and sneaky that stuff is. Mm-hmm. That stuff, yes, it's odorless and it's clear 
And yes, it will make you sick or kill you. Yeah. And you were talking earlier about uh, when you just don't feel good. A lot of times that is coming from your, your heating system, and it sneaks up on you. It doesn't just all of a sudden show up and kill you in one day. It's no, just, you, no. You're it's sick a for a long time. You, you have the flu symptoms, uh, headaches. Uh, you just don't feel right. And, that's right. Uh, that's a good uh, Dan said it was odorless, but yet it's stinky. So, so how do we know what our levels are? Well, the flu gases, well, natural gas, uh, they put a uh, agent in to make it smell like mercaptan. Uh, yeah. So you know, you, you know when natural gas is in, but when it's burned, it doesn't have that same odor. You know, it, it gives yeah. off a little bit, but yeah, just, most of it goes. Most of it, most of the mercaptan particulate <laughs> burns away real fast in the first part of the burn. But it's the CO itself that mm-hmm. combines from poor, poor flame and poor burn, mm-hmm. and then finds a way out that the uh, the flu itself was not connected mechanically properly to get it up out through the house. Mm-hmm. Then it finds a way to go to a room to make somebody sick, and that's why you have to have somebody like Larry's people to come out and really double check to make sure that you've got everything working right with the unit. Now, when it comes to cracked exchangers, that's on. <laughs> Tell me about that, Larry. Well, the heat exchangers heat. Can you imagine how many, how much those uh, pieces of metal heat up and cool off and heat up and cool off? Finally, they just fail, mm-hmm. and uh, and you just don't know what's happening until it's too late. Uh, you remember about three years ago when this Dave Pratt moved into a new home. We did that, yeah. And we went out there, and his flues were disconnected off of water heaters and furnaces. I got up there in the attic and looked down. and yeah. <laughs> Flues are in other things besides fireplaces? The flu? Yeah. Or the chimney connections off of the... Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were yeah. talking about yeah, other Yeah, not, not a like no, masonry no. flu on a fireplace. Or it's, it's, the, yeah. it's the B, but double wall B vent. Yeah, yeah. but his connected. were completely... Loose Just, they're loose. They were yeah. not even not even close to being closed. Yeah. So you know that's a dangerous stuff that happens. Now we can see that when we come in. Uh, we don't want to come in after the fact and find <laughs> no. out why there was a big problem. But but you need to give some attention to the heating site, even though you're living in the valley. It's a short season, but it's serious. We need to take care of it. The other side of this time of the year is this is the time to get your equipment serviced and uh, swapped out if you need a replacement system. You can do it under control. You can make good decisions. Uh, you know, you're not dealing with a 140-degree attic. You know, uh, you're not yeah. scrambling to, to do this. You can do it right, proper. Uh, get your finances in place before you actually have to need it. Uh, so it, this is the time of year to get a lot of stuff done in our trade. Yeah, because it really does help everybody, even the homeowner, to be able to do it in a <clears throat> more controlled pace. Rather than, we got to have it done in 12 hours. Hurry, hurry. You know? Yeah, hurry, hurry. Yeah. You know, what are we going to do tomorrow when it hits 115? You know, yeah. you've got it. But, you've, but if you can take time to actually have everything retuned and everything taken care of properly, and that's, you know, the technician to the homeowner benefits from the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's just so important to be able to, you know, when you have time to actually go back and do that, it just it it makes for better better decision making because you're not under that stress to be able to do that. So uh, it, it's like real, stress it, makes a mess. <laughs> I'm back. It's, it's yeah, a new year. I know, Dan. It's a new year. And it's I almost was quiet the first it's almost, hour. It's almost nine thirty. So you're about right on schedule, Dan. 
No, I'd like to have more time with a customer to actually solve the other problems yeah. in their home. When we come in and it's panic, you know, we got to get a furnace or air conditioner in uh, in a very short period of time. You don't have the time or the focus from the customer to be able to say, what else is going on in your house? Do do we have duct problems? Do we have airflow yeah. problems? I mean, yeah, I mean, you we, know, we need to solve them. A per- balancing a, problems, yeah. A, a mm-hmm. perfect, perfect, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a perfect lead into this. I mean, I had called Larry earlier this week about a home that actually I was asked to go out to that actually had, it's a rental property, believe it or not, it doesn't have a dishwasher in the kitchen. So they want mm-hmm. me to go back in and retro in a dishwasher in the cabinet so that this way it'll it'll work and plumb it all in. And it's, you know, and our good friend over at Lawson Family Plumbing, Jeff Lawson, will be, t- be able to take care of that for us and actually put that, make that happen. But then he asked me some other things about the house. One of them happened to be the air conditioning system. He says to me, you know, there's only one big return register and it's slammed mm-hmm. In the hallway, so it's a modest home, maybe about 1,300 square feet, and it's slammed right in the end of the hallway, and that's it. The rooms don't have return registers. All they have is just, you know, supply registers, and they're really, when you think about it, where they're placed today, these are, this is an older home, so they didn't really care where they put them. You know, as long as there was a register in the home to get air in there, and he says, you know, we're experiencing the summertime. Um, hot and cold zones. Hot, yeah. I mean, it's hot spots everywhere. So, and it's a perfect time to go back in and say, okay, what do we need to do to level out the system? Now, obviously, one of the other things we're going to get into when we when Larry goes out there and we see how the duct system is laid out, we're going to go back in there and evaluate the insulation up in the attic oh, because yeah. you know fixing the duct systems all well and good, but then on the same time too to get the most benefit out of it if he's got you know needs a, a a reach we'll call it a recharge of you know insulation material up in the attic but we need to do that so it's really it's really important to make sure that you get both things addressed and obviously uh and dan you know you 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 were you were experienced a lot of this when you were doing inspections up in the attic where duct work goes up in the air, and actually, there's holes in the flex duct, and you're actually so, was cooling. In the attic. <laughs> yeah, it's comfortable in the attic, and it's not 140. I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, yeah, that's, that's because that's, the poor. Well, because the guy before didn't care to double check the system. Hmm. Just having a maintenance done doesn't mean your system's going to work right. Wait, you see, you know, have, people like Larry's people, I know, will actually chase it down and make sure your system's working right. I've I've had. He and his people out to several things, and they always take that extra step. They will to make sure you know everything is balanced. Yeah, and besides, you don't want to be able to go home, to go home <laughs> Sorry, at night Larry, and not you sleep. Want to say something? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I guess by definition, a system is more than just the condenser and coil and furnace. It's the whole complete duct system that's in that's there. Right. So you have to look at everything that's going on, all the way from ductwork registers, everything. This is this is what you said when you I first met you. Arizona's the land of no air return. Yep, no return. Where did no you return. learn? <laughs> Where did you learn your craft? Uh, well, I came from Minnesota. I thought so. My uh, yeah, it's hard when it's I hard speak, to, yeah, it's hard you, to can't hide. you tell the yeah. accent? That's why I'm at. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. I actually go and we do home shows and stuff like uh, I'll wear a badge when there's a lot of snowbirds. They'll say I speak Minnesotan. So, uh, <laughs> That's right. I am. No idea who that is. <laughs> okay, when we return, we'll be right back with Larry Thompson. And uh, we'll talk a little more about Minnesota and uh, 
Larry's experience and some tips for you to make sure that your heat pump and furnace keep on trucking, as they say, and give you months of the rest of the winter of quality comfort for your uh, family and friends. So don't go away. You betcha. Good morning, honey. You betcha. It's the weekend, and you know I have a long list of things that need to be done around the house. You know, some of them are a little bit complicated. Do you think you can handle the list? Sure, honey, no problem. You know I've been doing repairs around the house for years. I know, but sometimes you could be dangerous with tools. Remember the time you tried to change the water heater and put in a new one? That was the great flood of 2015. I don't want that disaster to ever happen again at our house. Maybe we should start listening to that contractor who's on the radio, Steve Dubell. He has a show called Image Home Improvement Live. Well, I don't know everything about our home, so maybe a little education can do us both good. Where can we find the show? Every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Get your weekly dose of home improvement every Saturday morning on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Don't be a homeowner who's dangerous with tools. Call in with your questions. 480-421-0640. How many times have you had a plumbing emergency and didn't know who to call? When small problems become big emergencies, you need to call the experts at Curry Plumbing, a family-owned business with 25 years' experience. No job is too small or too large, and the work gets done right the first time, every time. Services include repair and replacement of leaky faucets, broken garbage disposals. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. Hi, this is Skip Bedell. And Allison Bedell from the Spike TV hit show, Catch a Contractor. We catch contractors that have left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects. And if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home Improvement Live. Every Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. And, you know, we were talking in the first hour a little bit about, uh, you know, what we did during the holiday season. And I know uh, we talked with Linda and Monica. And, um, you know, one of the things that uh, our good friend uh, Ed Vanderley went and did, you know, he went, we said he went to saw, you know, Rogue One. You know, but every time I call him, all he keeps saying is he keeps repeating things like, yes, <laughs> that's all I keep hearing <laughs> from him. <laughs> so I don't know. But Larry, what did you do during the, during the holiday season besides uh, take a trip up to Minnesota? Well, Carol and I flew up to Minnesota for an early Christmas with the kids. So I had to get back. I took all the service calls over the holiday, let everybody else, you know, be oh, with their wow. families. Oh, there that's you go. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was up there and it was a nice... When I left, it was 20 below and 10, 10 <laughs> inches of fresh snow. Below. You were convinced to come back. Yeah. 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 Then I got in Iowa, and it was just glare ice when I was driving back. So I was oh. glad to get back to Arizona. Oh, my God. But, I, can't, uh, I can't imagine. Yeah. And then Carol stayed up there, finished out the holidays, flew home Christmas night, and then we went out and had a nice meal when we got back. So. Oh, she yeah. actually made it through. 
She did. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. there's been some terrible weather uh, across this country. Oh my God! It's yeah. it's just been really really bad, and a lot of like Monica said, she didn't get. The uh, the snow apocalypse. I love the way she put that. The snow apocalypse. That, the snow apocalypse. Yeah, that that had gone through this weekend. I mean, I know people in back. You know, going through you know, New York, uh, the Midwest, New York, Boston, even Kentucky. Yesterday, I mean, I was watching on the news. Some of this traffic was just in accidents, but just unbelievable because there was just so much snow. I mean. Um, just pretty amazing. You'll yeah, get a snowstorm, and there'll be hundreds, like four or five hundred accidents in the Twin Cities area. Up really? There. Yeah. Yeah, they're all trying to get over to see yeah. the Vikings, but they don't know that they're not in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're driving away from. They're the driving Vikings. away yeah, from yeah. the. <laughs> they, need, they need to yeah. get out of there. Hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. But you know, ser- seriously. But think about this. Like we, we talk about this earlier. Last year, you know, as it started, as fall came around, you know, one of the things talking about heat pumps, you're, you're, you're cranking your AC all summer long and it's, you know, keeping your home cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, when it starts getting cooler and you've got to switch gears and go to heat, a lot of times, you know, if you don't get your unit serviced, it's like slamming your car back into reverse when you're doing 70 miles an hour. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a big difference because your unit starts working a little bit differently, but now it's supplying heat instead of air conditioning. I mean, so um, is that how much damage does that do to a unit, or are they just designed to be able to handle that kind of switch over without without you know just going into total shock and cutting out cutting out after after years of service? Uh, well, they're made to switch over uh, seamlessly or thing, but. A lot of times you don't know if that valve that's going to switch over is working until it's the too late. The reversing valve? Yeah, the reversing oh, yeah. valve. And each brand does it differently, but that valve has to move back and forth to change it from heating and cooling. That doesn't always happen the way it's supposed to, and it <laughs> no. causes other problems with your system. One thing that happens when we go into heating with a heat pump is our airflow is a lot more critical, and then we have problems, you know, technical terms like head pressure problems and you know, high amp draws and stuff like that, that you don't notice so much in the cooling side. So it, it it's the same basic refrigeration theory, but it, there's a lot of things on the heat pump side that are a lot more critical. Yeah, there's higher demand of the equipment when it's in heat pump to function. But besides the fact it has to reverse the path, my God. <laughs> right. Well, and then it's got to thaw itself out in the defrost mode. Uh, when oh, you yeah. get in this temperature, we get... People call up and go, what's going on? My house is actually blowing out cold air. And I says, well, yeah, and, you, and then when you walk around the side of the unit, here's this big iceberg <laughs> sitting on, on the lines on the side. Yeah. One thing with the heat pump, too, the colder it gets, the more you want heat, and the less heat's available for the heat pump to give you. And so that kind of works backwards. On what's what wrong with this picture? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why a lot of units, for a while, they were building in those emergency heat strips. Well, that's one thing that's different. Like Arizona is the land of no return. It's also the land of no uh, resistance uh, heat strips. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Everywhere else in the country, they're put in. They're there for the supplement. They come on in stages when you don't have enough heat with your electric. Or if you have a failure in your heat pump, it just automatically go there. But you just don't see them here like you should. And uh I just I was surprised. There's a couple things surprised me when I came to this market. <laughs> Return air was one. Heat strips were one. Uh, insulation in the attic we're talking about. 
You don't need no stinking insulation. <laughs> you know, in Minnesota, when you get done doing whatever you can do in the attic, you come in and you blow feet of insulation. Our in thirty-eight plus. Yeah, or yeah, and that's what you do. And it's actually the code. You know, that's, that's right. Yeah. And I came down here, and if they cover the top, the bottom cord of the truss. You're it's lucky. a pretty nice job down here. Yeah, yeah. you got some. Yeah, yeah you're uh, at least you, up to R19. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna go to break, but when we come back from break, I'm gonna talk to you guys. You guys got to get on a stick here. That ain't enough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you need some more. You need some more stinking insulation yeah, up there. That's right. All right. When we come back, we're gonna have more with Larry Thompson and Quality Systems and and some and, more R's and, and Dan. You know, <laughs> letting loose for the new year. So don't go away. Ooh, Stardust funny. Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula on the Double Wide Network. Thinking about painting an older home? Don't start scraping it down just yet. I'm Danny Lifter with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about testing your paint for lead right after this. Step one, make a list of your weekend projects. Drywall, wash the patio, scrape the loose paint on the deck. Step two, pour yourself a cup of coffee. Hey, Family Guys on TV, love that show. Step three, two hours later, back to your list. Step four, pick a project, break out the tools, get it done. Step five. Go ahead. One more episode. No guilt this time. Hide Tools. Everything you need to start somewhere at thehideway.com. If your home was built prior to 1978, chances are pretty good that lead paint was used. Because lead paint is a recognized health hazard, you want to approach any contact with caution, and that starts by finding out whether or not you actually do have lead paint. Home test kits make this a simple process, and you can find out the test results in less than 30 seconds. A typical home test kit comes with two ready-to-use disposable swabs that can detect lead down to 600 parts per million. If you test positive for lead, then you'll be prepared to tackle your painting or remodeling project using lead-safe practices that include protection, preparation and containment, and proper cleanup. Just remember, the biggest hazard of lead paint is not knowing it's there. So take the time and take the test. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing. The tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs and left unattended. Those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, and uh, 
We're talking with Larry Thompson here from Quality Systems AC and Refrigeration, and obviously we're trying to make sure that uh, even though we, we talked about nice temperate climate here at 44 this morning, oh, they have 44, you know, we walk outside and on my way to the station. Ain't that was none. a little... A little edge on there. You know, it wasn't cold, but it wasn't like... This ain't nothing. This is like Miami to him. It wasn't like, you know, temperatures in Minnesota. Because when Larry says, like, it was 20 below, that could have been just the regular temperature. It could have been 40 below wind chill. And that wind chill is what used to kill me in Chicago. The wind chill was just unbelievable. So when you say it's 20 below, are you including wind chill or not? No, that was a real temperature. Yeah, real temperature. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, the wind chill. That's not the feels the wind, like. But the feels like it's the wind chill, which sometimes gets you. It could be 20, but could be 40. I'm telling you, the last two years I lived in Chicago, each year, almost down to the exact weekend, it was like you wouldn't even think you'd want to go out because it was like 80 below wind chill. And people, I swear to God, it was, it was, it was like just, just keep the heat on, stay inside. Look out the window. 80 below. I was living in an apartment in Chicago, and you just like you look out the car, and the car is completely covered in white. Who cares? Your cable's working. The refrigerator is full. The heat's on. That's just, you know, wor- we'll worry about outside come Monday when I got to go back to work again. Beers in the fridge. Beers in the fridge. <laughs> the, ba- the bears are on <laughs> on Sunday. So that's all we need to worry about. You know, that's it. We- He's not kidding on 80 below. There's a couple of weekends in Minnesota that is 100 below when oh, I live there. Oh, it's yeah. just ridiculous. For the wind chill. <laughs> and 46 below actual temperature. So, uh, yeah, it's funny when you talk about wind chill. It's hilarious because it's different in every state. But you, the it's called the feels-like factor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have your temperature yeah. and then the feels-like factor, which mm-hmm. is kind of oh, yeah. weird. And and when you go to Arizona, when you're in Arizona, I notice this when I just It's only laughed. 110, but it feels like 125. Well, you see, well, you no. see no. <laughs> no, it's like 86 degrees. Feels like 86 degrees, well, you know, because of low humidity. But see, mm-hmm. but this is a thing like, you know, like like Walter. From Jeff Dunham. I mean, he talks about he talks about the summer, but he also talks about the winter. Like he talks about like how many good weekends do you know for football season do you hear in Green Bay? None. Because <laughs> it's too cold. And he says, like, you know, did anybody ever think of putting a roof on Lambeau Field? I mean, come on. We have the technology. Let's do it. Like they built a new stadium to replace the Metrodome in Minneapolis. To have the Vikings had to, play. The roof collapsed. But yeah, yeah. The roof collapsed because it was too. Yeah. Guess the why? Snow load. Too much. Yeah, the snow load. It was just too much. That bubble that you saw it just burst went, their bubble. Poof, it burst. That but it, it. in their baseball stadium, not covered. What? Or do they play in Minnesota? No, that's not covered. No. No. Yeah. Because it's why summer, not? Because it's summertime. This is oh, snow. Yeah, yeah. Summertime. You ever see the pictures years ago when they? Yeah. Poor guys up on top of the Metrodome shoveling that thing yes. off. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought two things. One, you'd hurt if you went over the edge, but what if it ripped and you went straight down through? Yeah, it would I mean, be. The a, whole thing was bad. That, that first would, 15 seconds, no problem. It's the stop that's really yeah. a tough Well, thing. I think that those were built, those stadiums were built at different times. Well, look at, okay, so when, talking about like when Shea Stadium was built in New York and they built the Astrodome. The Astrodome at the at the time was like the biggest, that was, the, I think, I think, don't quote me on this, I think it was huh. the first Domed stadium. It was for baseball. Yes, it, was. it was, and it was like, wow, what? you know, it's like, like that's a great, great idea. But, but you know, the cookie cutter round stadium yeah. that they did, you know, just went out, and we went back to the north, like the like the smaller, more you know, uh, friendly type, you know, ven- venues, so that this way there weren't 
thousands of people, even though I brought a lot of tickets in. But a lot of times during the summer, if the team wasn't playing that well, you could have a 50,000, 60,000 square foot stadium. Mm-hmm. We'd only have maybe 25, 30,000 in it. Then what are you going to do? It looks completely empty, yeah, too. It looks, yeah, empty it looks bad too. on TV. It looks yeah. bad, you know? Yeah. So. Well, NFL playoffs for the season. Green Bay is zero. Don't forget, anybody have any predictions? You know? Yeah, I do. Let me let me do mine real quick because I think this, and I've never heard anyone say this, Detroit's going to beat Seattle. Oh, please. And, please. And, and I, the Giants are going to beat Green Bay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a big one. That I, could be. And that, the rest, I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. The Giants will beat Green Bay. And they're both playing today, I think, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Are so, they? Good. good I think good. so. Got that. What, I do think you think? what do you think, Larry? Saturday playoffs. Yeah, Lions. Yeah. Lions, you know, like – if you talk to anybody I've talked to during the week, you know, because obviously the Cardinals and and Seattle have this confrontation every year, you know, and uh, but it turns out anybody playing talking about Detroit and Seattle, no one I spoke to said I want Seattle to win. Really, everybody yeah. wants Seattle to lose that yeah. I, that I've spoken to. Well, right, well, they will because they're not that good this year because they have a bad offensive line. You know, As, so. uh, whatever. That's what do you think, there? Who do you you know? Well, I'm with you. I want. That's my prediction. It's the same two that you have there. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I think it'll. I really think it'll happen. So you know, there'll be some surprise. And for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear your prediction because well, we're going to visit it at the end of the month. Let's hear it. I, I just want to see so bad. I don't know. Really, I want to see. I want to see the Giants in New England, and I want to see it happen again. The like Giants it did like five in New years England. Ago. Wow, that'd be awesome. And it, remember, the New England went in undefeated in that Super Bowl five years ago, and the Giants beat them. It's my my favorite record, eighteen and one. The Patriots are. I would love to see that happen again. <laughs> so I don't know. So Giants, Giants and Patriots. All I'm right. not picking them. I, I, I'm not, I'm gonna. I don't know who to pick. You just no. love to have a see an upset. That's all. I like, sure. Yeah. Like, why not? <laughs> but I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But I, I could see them going to play the the. Uh, no, I can't. No, you can't. Huh? Now, how about we talk about getting some heat in some homes? Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> That'd be good. Let's keep some heat in some homes, and so you can watch the game. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But anyway, so Larry, what are some like um, some tips that homeowners could have actually to to keep their heat pump and furnace you know um, trouble free for the rest of the year? I tell people the best thing anybody can do with their systems is keep that filter clean. And it's the cheapest, easiest thing they can do. And uh, Every couple of months? Whenever you pay your mortgage. <laughs> yeah, That was the best advice I was told a long time ago. If you've got the, uh, the heavy-duty filters and you've got two of them, every time you change, you know, when you write the mortgage check, change the filter. I didn't know you had a mortgage, Dan. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Uh, no, we tell people every 30 days, and they always argue with us that that's too much. I only change it so you know so many days or months or whatever. But if you have a high efficiency one, that might be twice a year before heating and cooling season. You do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, filters are kind of interesting. We'll go out on a call. Somebody will call us up and say, "What's it doing?" They'll describe it. It sounds like something that's caused by a dirty air filter airflow. And we say, "When's the last time you changed your filter?" And they get defensive and they go, "We change it all the time." You know, and they hang up. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> the last time you changed it. Then you go out there, and there's a brand new filter in there. <laughs> but you walk out by the trash. There's a dirtiest filter you ever saw in your life. The filters are in white, the trash. but it's all black. Yeah. And then they say, so they it, just changed it. Yeah, and they just changed it. They go, you know, it seems to be working since I called you. Yeah, and, right. Uh, but, it, yeah, but nobody wants to admit they don't change your filters. But <laughs> so that's a big deal, huh? That filter. Well, you know, oh, I got. Yeah. I have to tell you, Larry. You know, one other person that we actually converted to actually to be more consistent on changing 
their filters was that my customer who we did that modified grid for that he did such a great job for and then I had to do a little more mm. a little more adjusting when I got there because it had to fit mm. because the framework for that inner that inner grid was actually hitting the underside of the motor that's up mm. in there so we had to actually cut out some of the not- notch it so when you pushed it the whole panel up mm. it fit and it closed and was able to latch down and what we're talking about some of the older homes have these like four foot by 27 inch uh, return grids that cover everything and it, it it's got s- like screws in it that actually you need an extra hand in to actually latch it so it becomes a hassle for um, you know a homeowner if it's if it's a single mom or something <laughs> like that even if, if it's a guy to go back and actually be able to hold it and get the screw aligned so this way you could find the screw hole to actually set the screws back in it's place. It's a hazard. <laughs> so we so what we did was we cut it's La- a pain. Larry got yeah. a a uh, 20 by 20 grill and actually cut out the middle part of the frame and inset a smaller grill that has just those two little little tabs that come down and the the door swings down you could take out the filter change it and you don't have to take the whole grill down. And it just makes for a lot easier because the one that I took out of there, Larry, when I switched out the gr- the grill, was just like the one you found in the garage mm-hmm. or in the garbage, dirty. Yeah. I mean, because they, they just it just was too much of a hassle to clean. I found that if the easier we can make it for people to change their filters, more often they're going to yeah. change your filters. Mm-hmm. If it's a hassle, it's not <gasps> going to get done. So when we replace a furnace that's sitting in the garage or something, we'll elevate it and we'll put a filter base uh, yeah, in there. Under, yeah. yeah, so you open the door up, you slide the filter out, slide the new one in, shut the door, you're done. That's it. These people, a lot of the elderly people, too, they got to go in, try to take the furnace doors off, which never come off good. Then they got to go in there and try and horse a filter down in underneath, and sometimes they got a big heavy bar in there, and people just don't do it. And I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. No, but, uh, yeah, it gets uh, to be a hassle. Now, yeah. you know, now the one thing that that I have to do because you know, in, in out at the compound in the attic are the, my two units. So for me to go back up there and clean, take those out, I've actually got to go back up to my two access points to get up in the attic where the two units are to actually go back up and then pull them out. And I always pull them out and do a thorough cleaning so that this way when I put them back up. And it's easy to find out because the the train units have those color gauges. So when you go up, I mean, I go up, I go up regularly, at least once a quarter, to go back up and make sure that all those are clean. They're working, but still, one side is always a little more dirtier than the other side of the house. And you know, when you reset it, it's the lights green. But I know pretty much when any time I go up there, it's either going to be um, yellow, orange, or red. Most of the time, it's orange or red. Because depending on, because it's been, you know, weeks, months before you go up back up there and change those. But when you go up back up and change them, and those are the the kind that you clean, you put back. But um, it keeps it keeps the air cleaner as well too. Those special train units. So, um, and we being living where we are in North Phoenix, there's a lot of dust outside in the area. So you know the units get a little more dirtier. They pick up. Um, more stuff in in the home, but it's it's an endless battle. But you got to stay on top of it because if you don't, you know it's it's not going to be good. You're going to tax the unit, and then you know what's going to happen if you don't clean the filters. Eventually, you're going to make that phone call, and Larry's going to come out, and you're going to feel like about 
an eighth inch mm-hmm. tall because you were, didn't do the proper maintenance on it. You know, Dan, you were talking about indoor air quality, and now we're talking about filters, and they kind of go hand in hand for a lot of people. You know, in, in our world on the HVAC side, the filter's there to protect the equipment, to keep it clean. That's mm-hmm. its, in our world, its primary function. Yeah. To a consumer's uh, viewpoint, that filter's there to get all the dust out of the house and all the odors out of the house. Well, it's not built for that. No. So then somebody's going to come along and sell a filter for hundreds of dollars that you can't even see through, and they put it in there, and it just uh, hurts every part of our uh, HVAC equipment. We don't have the airflow. We've got big problems. Yeah, and it sits there and makes noises. Oh, yeah. Snap, snap, click, click, click. It makes people think it's doing something. Yeah, and it's uh, so we run into a lot of problems with that. We'll come out and we'll say, well, we have an airflow problem because you've got a real restrictive filter. They go, I just bought that thing, and it cost me a lot of money. I'm not taking it out. <laughs> and uh, so I said, just oh, well. put a cheapie in there for a couple of weeks, try it, and see what you think. And Here's uh, the other one that uh, always interests me is the ones where the people are from Minnesota. They're used to the air exchange being a separate box someplace, mm-hmm. and they don't see it. And then the other one that gets me is uh, they put the uh, four-inch um, <clears throat> air supply addition at the return, up to to the roof, mm-hmm. and you have looks like a sponge, yeah. <laughs> over the hole for the air to be pulled, uh, raw hot air to be brought into the house. Yeah, I shouldn't <laughs> say it, but if it was my house, I'd defeat that. I'd just shut it up <clears throat> because the house is so leaky anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you really how do you know what filter to get if you run out? <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't even know as a, just a basic guy. I mean, are there there are certain yeah, the style. I tell people, buy a little pleated filter that's five, six, seven bucks. Don't buy the thirty dollars Ple- ones because no. they're too much for you. <laughs> they're going to hurt our system. They're too restrictive? Yeah. And the 59-cent ones that you can pour salt through. The rock catchers? Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to. They're not going to do much for you. <laughs> yeah. But we see a lot of those out there, too. You have pleated in your compound, Stephen? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have the. We actually you have the, those. The one. Well, the one that we have is... One that came with the unit that was actually cleanable, so it's not the throwaway kind. How do you clean them with a vacuum cleaner? No, or? you just well. What yeah. I do because I take them, I take them down and I take them out <clears throat> where the compressor is and I blow them out, uh-huh. blow them out, and then you put them back so you you could you get an idea of exactly you know which side of the home is is a little worse off than the other, and you, and you make a comparison of you look at the, how dirty they are versus uh-huh. how many lights came on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but then on the okay. other hand too. Like, for instance, we were talking about my unit before before Christmas. You know, I just happened to be walking by. This is what I'm talking about. you got to be cognizant of what's going on around your home. I'm walking past the heat pump one day, and all of a sudden, I happen to hear this clicking noise. And I'm like, well, that it, it almost sounded like a relay was, like, popping. It wouldn't close. And it just kept popping, popping, popping. So I called Larry. I said, Larry, what is this? And he turned around, and he says, well, you know, and we diagnosed it. Actually, to figure out that there was something in that printed circuit board that I was telling you about earlier that actually wasn't working right, and thank God for Train. This Train had a, you know, it being that we had the warranty we had on the unit when we bought it, and the, from the manufacturer that was on the unit itself, we were able to get a new printed circuit board. But that was something that you've got to. It didn't affect it directly, but if you don't take care of it, who knows where it could have gone? You never know. Yeah, that board would have failed. That's 
you know, in a short period of time, yeah. but you caught it early. Now you know you're fixed, ready for the season. Then also, you were a month away from being out of your warranty. Ooh. So Ooh. see that, see that, yeah. see that was good. Keep so, the ears so open. We're, we're yeah. just hoping that the other unit doesn't do the same thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Larry, how can our listeners contact you? A couple of different ways. They can uh, call us at our phone number, 480-945-2665, or they can uh, go to our website, communicate with us on that. That's qualitysystemsac.com. That's right. And you can also find get uh, Larry's information from our show website, which is imagehomeimprovementshow.com. Just click on the network members, and you will find Larry's information. And make sure, like I said, if you have any problems at all, or if nothing else, if you don't have any problems, make sure you keep that, keep that, that his webpage bookmarked as well as keep that number handy. Cause in case something is needed, then, you know, you, you're a call away and he's one of our trusted partners uh, on the show, as well as uh, Larry takes care of all our remodeling changes and duct work and units and everything else like that. So make sure that, uh, you call him in case you ever need him. And, Dan, you keep uh, keep plugging on that air stuff. we got some issues we've got to talk about after the show with some odors that are uh, coming from hey, Duckworks. I took a shower this morning. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Those I, know odors. I know you weren't craw- crawling around my customer's ductwork before I went over there. So we'll have to find <laughs> out what that smell is coming from. And next week we're going to talk about Blade's got some, got some um, window issues that we need to address so we're going to talk about that next week. We don't want to forget about him. Oh, he has fenestration issues. He, he, his what? Fenestration issues. Fenestration issues. We'll learn about that next week. <laughs> and next week. And all right, we want to thank all our all our guests for today. Monica Ricky and Linda Hammett for guest hosting with us today. And uh, Larry Thompson, as we said. And remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program. Resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. You're a great American. I love you. 